This is the first episode of So Mind-Boggling Journeys, and I'm Bettina Goolsby. I'm your host, um, and I am going to be speaking with Ramazan Nanayev today. Um, and so before we lead into it, before, uh, you know, since this is the first podcast, then what I'll do is just give you a brief introduction to So Mind-Boggling Journeys. Um you know, on the path to creating and realizing your dreams, you know, there's all types of ups and downs and twists and turns. And <laughs> it's just it's just really crazy. And there's just no set path and no roadmap. And you just kind of have to figure it out day to day, moment to moment. Um, and everybody's path is completely different. And it really just is so mind boggling. <laughs> it's just insane. It's like an insane, wild, crazy um, ride. And the purpose of this show is I want to highlight a lot of my artist friends who are on their own individual paths, um, and I want them to kind of speak about what they go through and, you know, not only externally, but also internally. Um, and hopefully, I just think it'll be really interesting to you all at home listening. So that's where we are. And again, so today we have Ramazan Nanayev here, and Ramazan is a writer, director, producer, sound guy, editor, like, like he's everything. <laughs> He's everything on IMDb, okay? Um, even an actor. And, you know, he is working on a very exciting project right now called Roads to Olympia, which is his first feature film, which is super, super exciting. So I just want to welcome Ramazan. Hi, Ramazan. Hello, Bettina. Hello thanks, there. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, thanks for being here. Ramazan and I know each other uh, from the independent film school, Helms by Elatier. We have taken several classes together, whether it's uh, screenwriting or producing or directing the actors. Everything. We've much. taken a lot of classes together. Um, and Ramazan's actually, he's actually using those classes and producing <laughs> some work out here. You know, I'll get there. I'll get there. But in the meantime, I'm going to ask him about his experience. So let's go ahead and just start off with Roads to Olympia. First, or actually, let's get for everyone who doesn't know you, let's start actually from your background where you're from, what brought you to New York, what um, got you interested in filmmaking to begin with? Sure. <clears throat> so um, I I was born in Russia, uh, North Caucasus Mountains, and then I immigrated to United States when I was 13 years old. I attended um, high school here and college. And then when I was about 20 years old, I dropped out uh, with uh, the idea that I will be making films. Uh, in school, in college, I studied economics and um, really grew bored of it uh, really quickly. And um, in terms of film, you know, I, I always was a, was a big fan. And I would come up with stories and ideas for films as a hobby. And then one day I just realized maybe I could just make this, you know, my career. Mm, okay. Um, and so can you talk about you moved here when you were 13? Like, what were some of those really early experiences having moved from Russia to New York City of all places? Like, you know, I'm from Virginia. So I, and moving to New York City was a culture shock for me. So I can't even imagine coming from another country coming to New York City. Right. Well, actually, it wasn't New York City. It was New Jersey. Mm. Yeah. I, I moved to um, Heldon, New Jersey. And uh even even so, it was a huge culture shock. Um, you know, you don't know anyone, you don't know a word of English, um, and um, nobody really does doesn't understand you. So the only way to communicate is sign language. Um, but you know, it was a hurdle that um, I had to overcome really quickly. I learned English within a year, and then uh, I was able to you know make friends, and from there it would go on. 
Now, when you say sign language, now, do you mean official sign language or do you mean just like pointing, hey, there? And <laughs> like, I, I wish we both knew the, the same sign language, but no, it was like, it was A, actually B, like, exactly. No, it was just, you know, trying to, uh, you know, point at things, uh, make sounds, hopefully wow. <laughs> hope that they would understand what, mm-hmm. what are you trying to say? And, you know, surprisingly, people would actually understand. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And so then, um, so what brought you to the independent film school? How did you find your way there? Uh, so when um, I, I was an editor, um, so I, I got a job as an editor and uh, I learned from YouTube videos and I got hired um, and the company was called National Underclassmen Combines. While I was working there, I was, I wanted to make my first uh, short film. While I was working on it, um, I wanted to take a couple of workshops, you know, w- with writing and, you know, kind of try to, uh, you know, learn the craft uh, from someone else who has been doing it for a very long time. And um, I was broke uh, at the time and I'm, I'm still broke, but <laughs> uh, back then I just didn't know anything, how everything worked. So I, I went on the internet and I searched free workshops in New York City. And one of the workshops that popped up were a lot of years uh, to our um, screenwriting. Um, I, f- I forgot what it's called now. It's like the intensive. Yeah. It, no, it's, it's not, not the, the intensive one. It's, it's the, the short one. The short one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That she has, I think, once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I, um, I went there and um, that's how you know, I started with uh, the independent film school. Mm-hmm. Um, now, something that you just said that's very interesting to me because I'm like, wait, you just kind of made that sound so easy to just <laughs> learn how to edit by watching YouTube videos. And then you pitched your services and you started getting a check from that. Like, like how long was that process? Because, <laughs> I mean, I've been trying to teach myself how to edit and it's been a long journey. And like, how did how did that happen? How do you just start being like, OK, well, this is good enough now to start charging for this like how long was that process so i i made a couple of videos for a couple of gyms for free um Mm. you know i I was an athlete so i was always in gyms working out training and um you know a couple of the owners asked me they they found out that you know i i edit and um they would get back to me and say look can you do a promotional video for our gym and you know we'll we'll give you a free membership for a couple Ooh, of months a little barter yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i was like okay sure so me and my friend would um go back to our houses and um you know shoot some video at the gym and put it all together and then you know in the process we would uh find out that we actually are pretty good at this mm. and then um we would use those clips, those promotional videos, uh, and show it to them when we would apply for jobs. Um, I actually got lucky because one of the co-owners of, of the company called you know, National Underclassmen Combines that they needed an editor. And he was my coach, uh, the, the co-owner of the company. So, you know, he, he hired me um, on the spot and uh, didn't pay me much, but, you know, it was a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll come back to this, but I just think that uh, with you, I've noticed that you don't really let any type of hurdle stop you. You know, it's like you'll be moving in a direction if that if there's like a little bit of clog in the wheel or cog in the wheel, <laughs> um, you'll like go to the right. It's like you never let any one thing kind of like stop you, which is going to serve you in your filmmaking, feature filmmaking pursuits. We'll come to that. 
Um, so for you, this is a question, um, you know, so w- tell us what are the hardest things for you in terms of where you are right now, um, in terms of your mental and, you know, the physical limitations, what are the things that you focus on right now? Uh, in terms of the, the feature film that in I'm working on right now? In terms of the right feature now? film. So <clears throat> the, I think the biggest challenge of, of the feature film that I'm working on currently is 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 the fact that I need um, financial resources to make it happen. Yeah. Um, it, it requires uh, much more much more money than I, I would have imagined. Um, and, uh, you know, resources and you know financial uh, support that I do not have, my friends, my family do not have. So I have to go and ask people for money. Uh, the problem with that is that, you know, those people also want to see how you'd be able to make their money back. Mm. Um, it, all, it all ends up being a huge risk, risk for them. And, uh, you know, uh, they don't, they are, they're very hesitant um, to, to jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, so lack of control, lack of, uh, of, of being able to move forward with the resources that you have at the moment. Okay. I think that's the biggest challenge that I'm facing right now. Okay. And as you talk about the resources, why don't you tell us an a, a overview of Roads to Olympia? And uh, you mentioned before that you are a former athlete. Uh, so tell us how you got on this road. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So um, basically, Roads to Olympia, it's a feature film about three athletes uh, from three different countries who shared the same dream of attending Olympic Games in Brazil in, uh, in 2016. While struggling with personal, uh, well, actually, with struggling with problems that are are bestowed by the government, the culture, uh, the culture, and the society that they live in. Uh, and to be specific, we have uh, you know a heroin a heroin in uh, Saudi Arabia who is trying to play soccer, uh, but you know um, the society that she lives in, the culture, um, you know they they don't really allow women to participate in sports and uh, you know uh, that activity is uh, is uh, it seemed indecent um, and in uh, Russia we have a we have a, a closeted gay athlete who is uh, not only trying to um, make it to the Olympic Games but also has to hide uh, and live a double life uh, because of the anti-gay law and uh, we have a Brazilian wrestler who is um, trying to get his family out of poverty by making it to the games. Um, and he lives in favelas of uh, Rio de Janeiro. Mm-hmm. And so um, with this film, are you shooting in these three countries or are you going to be able to kind of like, you know, you know, actually shoot some of it in New York, a little parts of New York? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, we, we I was able to and I was lucky enough to uh, team, team up with very talented filmmakers who are based in in Moscow, Russia, and in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And uh, we're going to be uh, shooting uh, Saudi Arabia in Jordan, and we're going to be shooting in Amman. Um, we are hoping to shoot in all three uh, countries uh, on location, uh, and it would actually be cheaper with uh, local crew and cast. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, now so that, that, sound, that doesn't sound like an easy thing to kind of secure. So how did you go about finding these, these contacts in these countries to help you shoot this film, you know, once you have raised the money? So about six months ago or a little uh, even earlier than that, uh, I, I would 
think to myself like okay i'm trying to make make a film in 30 different countries how am i gonna do that you know i don't know anyone uh in in those locations but you know when you start from somewhere and you and you keep reaching out to people and you keep uh, knocking on doors over time you know those doors um open uh, you know i think that the 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 main the main uh, thing that people need to do is is just to keep going and not give up i think uh, the biggest um, the biggest thing that works against us is time only if we keep pushing in we keep knocking on people's doors mm -hmm. uh they will open it's, it's inevitable but how did you even get these contacts i mean is it like you know, was you know like a, a a friend of yours like, oh yeah, I know this cat in Saudi Arabia, or was is this like a Craigslist International? Like, how do you <laughs> how do you even find those people? Um, well, the Russian producer, I met her in Moscow when um, I went there, and um, I was able to attend the film festival there. And uh, actually, the way I met her was was a, through a friend of a friend of a friend. Um, same thing, pretty much with everyone else. Uh, you know, it's just asking, hey, John, do you know anyone here or there who is, you know, in in the film industry and would be interested? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then you you reach uh, reach out to them and they're not interested. However, they know someone else who, who might be. And then it just keeps going and going and going uh, like a little chain that you create. And then, uh, you know, you, you go through eight links and the ninth link is someone who's actually interested and wants to participate. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so where are you right now? Um, I want to say you are at 39%, a little less than 18,000. Um, and you're trying to raise 45,000, right? So basically, we are uh, in the middle of a crowdfunding campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, we are working with Seed and Spark uh, in order to raise money. And we're hoping to raise $45,000. Uh, we have about a week to go. And um, yeah, we're we're trying to uh, get the word out there and say, look, people, we are working on this very exciting film that uh, we hope will not only entertain viewers, but also hopefully bring about a positive change in this world. Um, the, the, the thing is, um, $45,000 is only a very small chunk of what we really need. What you would think. Yes. Yeah. So what we, what the main purpose of Seed and Spark is to show investors, look, people actually want to make this film. They mm. want to see this film. We are building audience. We are, uh, you know, marketing the film before it's even made. Um, and, you know, when we show that to investors, we hope that they'll be interested to risk their uh, financial, financial resources uh, and uh, join us on this journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and so a Seed and Spark, I want to say, are they, did they follow the whole all or nothing model? Seed and Spark, they have 80%, 80 or nothing. 80% so, Yes. So you, we have to raise uh, 36000 okay. out of forty five in order to be greenlit. Okay. So that puts you at half, you're halfway there then, if that's the case. Yes. So we, <laughs> so we are about, uh, we actually are. Halfway there, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, forty percent. And so, with uh, six to seven days left, like, what is going to be this big pull? Like, what do you want people? What what is what's going to make people listening to this? You know, feel like, oh, you know, I definitely want to contribute. You know, my funds to this because you know how it is. We, we at least you know the majority of us we live in New York City. We're just trying to get this rent paid. You know, right. we have a, you know a crowdsourcing email, a crowdfunding email. You know, like three a day, three a week. You know, what's going to make us feel like? Well, I've already donated, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> what's going to make you, those listen? Yes, yes, yes. What's going to make those that are those people who are listening who haven't donated or who are just hearing about this? What's going to make them feel like, oh wait, I need to go? Like how how does this? How can they relate to this? You know. Even if it's like they're not going to be trying to be in the Olympics <laughs> in 2016, like what's going to have them, what's going to connect them to this story, to these characters? So basically, the, the characters uh, in the film, they, they face a lot of struggles, a lot of uh, human injustice um, while trying to make it to the Olympic Games. I think, uh, you know, we, all of us as human beings could relate to their struggle, to their fight um, against discrimination, intoler- intolerance, and, and, and poverty. Um, and, you know, th- this is, la- uh, you know, uh, labor of love. We're not just trying to make a film and um, make m- money on it. Uh, if that was the, the purpose of this film, we wouldn't ma- be making this film. Mm. We are hoping to create change, um, to, to influence people, uh, you know, to positively, to positively influence people, and uh, you know, hopefully inspire those uh, those people who are actually in those circumstances around the world, and tell them that look, you're not you're not alone. Uh, there there are many people out there who do face these challenges, and uh, this is how they have uh, reacted to their circumstances, and how they have prevailed in order to come out. Um, you know, victorious mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the victory and the triumph doesn't c- come in the way that you you thought it would be. But as a human being, you you try to uh, strive towards towards greatness, towards uh, freedom, and um, towards things that you know you believe in. Mm-hmm. And it might not be in a way that you thought it would be, but at the end of the day. You, you gain something else and you do influence people around you. Mm-hmm. Well, that, so um, that so you used to be an athlete. So you talking about that, um, I know that your career, your athletic career was cut short and now you found your way, you know, through filmmaking. So what ha- can you maybe go into a little bit more detail about what happened with your own athletic journey? Right. Um, so um, I was an athlete uh, in, in high school and college. Um, I competed in uh, decathlon and wrestling uh, on the collegiate level, and I was uh, an all-American athlete uh, in track and field. Um, I have faced several uh, financial uh, difficulties while in college, and I decided to not put strain on uh, onto my parents and uh, drop out. Um, so that was probably the biggest um, reason why my uh, athletic career was uh, cut short because you do need to attend school and you know in order to train and you don't really you know if 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 you don't do it within uh, some sort of a college or a club um, then it, it's really difficult to do it by yourself because you need equipment you need time you need um, um, you know, training partners, which I, I couldn't really have at the, at the moment. And at the same time, I was trying to uh, make a film, make films. And um, at, at a certain point in my life, um, I had to choose whether it was going to be, tr- you know, training um, and trying to, you know, become an Olympian. That was my dream once. Or 
concentrate on on filmmaking, which is also another ball game and also a very very um, difficult um, activity. Um, so you know, I had I had two hard choices, and I had to pick one, and I chose filmmaking. Mm. Well, you still are living out your tr- you know your dreams of training because I remember when we went running out in the Central Park Reservoir. And- you had me out there about to die. <laughs> I was like, Ramazan, I'm just trying to lose like 10 pounds out here. And you had me out there like Flojo. Like we were, you had me training. I was like, Ramazan, <laughs> slow down. Like, okay, no, I'll just meet you at the end. Go, go, go. So you still have that in you. And I guess in a way, you still have to have that same fire and ambition um, and discipline as a trainer for filmmaking, right? Because it's just not, it's just not going to come to you. It's just not going to be easy, Right. Right. I, I think um, sports ha- had a huge influence on my life, you know, in terms of, you know, um, dedication and, and hard work that it teaches you. Um, and, you know, I'm lucky to be able to take all those good things and translate it into the work I do today. You know, you know, n- never give up. Keep going. Um, keep, you know, keep hitting it hard. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, you know. Sports has been a huge influence on my life. And um, I think, um, you know, it made me the man who I am today. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, so there's, you know, your day, every day you get up, you have to kind of like keep pushing towards these filmmaking goals. And, you know, you're getting up and you're checking your seat in Spark to see, okay, where are we right now? Did the donations go up any, you know? So how what do you do on the other side of that to kind of keep your spirits high and your sanity together? Like, what do you do personally to kind of take care of yourself? Because I know, you know, artists, we get so stressed out about, you know, for me, it's like, oh, my God, like I have another audition, another (laughs) non-booking, you know, another rejection, you know, email. Like, what do you do to kind of uh, stay the course of that? I think it's important to to realize that some things are not in in your control Mm -hmm. um, as long as you're doing your best. And, um, you know, I, I think to myself, okay, a lot of things are not working out the way I plan it to be. Uh, but then I, I think to myself, okay, I'm, I'm doing my best. Like I'm, I'm doing everything that I could and everything else is not really up to me. It's up to other people. And um, I kind of relax. I try to just say, okay, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and uh, eventually something is going to work. Uh, and it has been. And I think in, in, in life, it's the same way, you know. Um, I think um, it, it's about, you know, keep going. Because I think there's a saying that, you know, there there is no 95-meter uh, uh, dash. There's a 100-meter dash. And the irony is that, you know, a lot of people, they, they get to 95 meters and they never finish the race. You know, they're, they're you know, the tragedy is that it's not that they never made it, but they were so close and they never just didn't finish that race. Uh, and I think, you know, for, for me, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer with each small, small step. And eventually, you know, um, it'll, it'll, it'll be done. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll, we'll get there yeah. as long as we're positive. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what's the plan after these six days when the campaign ends? Well, um, about <laughs> when the first week I, I was really, really stressing out. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is going to happen? Uh, you know, if we're not going to hit the goal. And, um, you know, it really took a 
its toll on on my health and my sleep. Couldn't sleep at night. And then I realized, like, why am I really killing myself? You know, I'm I'm doing everything I can. You know, people are seeing it. You know, if if they want to support, they will if, and, if and, they're able to. And really fast, what are those things? What are you doing so that people know where they can find? Like, where can they find information about? The we're on we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, we have our own website. It's it's roads to Olympia com, and you could pretty much find every all the information that you need in order to uh, be part of this project and you know be able to support us. Um, so, um, so you're doing everything that you can, right? We're, we're, you know, we're doing everything that we can and, um, you know, whatever, um, comes out of it, comes out of it. Um, when, we know, we're not, we're not going to give up. We, you know, we're, we're shooting for the stars and if, if we're not going to be able to hit our goal and, you know, investors might not invest in, in the film, um, then, you know, we could just, uh, kind of go back to the uh, drawing board, figure out what exactly is possible. Um, so, you know, maybe instead of three stories, we could uh, make a one uh, story and turn it into a feature film. So there's there's always solutions. You know, I think the, the most important thing is to always look for a solution instead of saying, fuck, that's it, we're, we're done. You know, we, we can't do anything about it. Nobody believes in us, you know. Uh, I think it's just a negative uh, kind of mentality. You have to always look, uh, you know, think positive and look for solutions. There's always a solution. It might not be what you want or what you have envisioned, but it's something that will move you forward and still can be good. Um, so, you know, we're, we're not really, we're never going to give up. We're going to make it happen, whether it's uh, it's uh, three stories, whether it's a one story or whether we go back, kind of uh, see what we can do with our resources and make another meaningful film. Wow. Um, I think that's great advice for, you know, anyone listening who wants to pursue something that, you know, it's not easy, but as long as you keep moving and keep being positive and looking for some solution, you know, it'll keep pushing you and propelling you in the right direction. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. And I, I think in, in life, it, it's the same way. You know, it, life is a big roller coaster. And there's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs. Um, I think it's just part of it. Um, and we just have to understand that and just li- live, um, you know. And it, it, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good thing that it, it's up and down because uh, it's an eventful uh, life that we, we're able to experience, you know, uh, our lows and our highs and um, be happy because if it was always great it would suck and if it was it would always be bad it would also suck mm-hmm. absolutely um it, it reminds me of that quote that says that, um you know you should always you should pursue your dream because regardless the time's going to pass anyway you know and even if you're doing something that you don't love um, you know, there's always going to be ups and downs, regardless of what path you take, whether you're doing something you love or something that just kind of gets you by. There's always going to be ups and downs. So why not do the thing that you actually enjoy? Exactly. Doing? And you could actually fail at something that you don't you do not want to do. So why not actually go for out for your dreams and whether um, you fail or not? Um, I mean, there's, I don't think there is failing. Um, you know, it all d- depends how you define success, mm-hmm. you know doing what you love to do is already a success. Mm-hmm. So why, why does it matter? You know, as long as you, you keep doing it and, you know, um, you know, 
even though you struggle, you're still going to be um, happy. Yes, very true. Um, and that does lead me to my last question, because although as long as you're doing what you're doing, you are being you are successful, regardless of where you are on the spectrum, you know, just to be able to wake up every day and push towards your dreams, that alone makes you successful, right? But I feel like all my artist friends, there's always, we all have that one benchmark of, of physical, out, uh, external, out, otherworldly success for us. So for you, what would be the benchmark? Like, for you, being successful in New York City, what would that look like? Um, interesting question. Like I'll answer so for me, I just want a Sherling, you know, like <laughs> New York City is so cold. It's so freezing in the winter. And I'm like, if I just had a Sherling, oh, uh-uh, I'd be ready. Like, so when I can actually afford to get a really nice Sherling, I'm, y'all not gonna be able to tell me nothing. Okay. <laughs> so for I you. Th- I think I'm gonna get one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ramazan. Well, you already promised me a trip to Paris for French fries. For pa- uh, yes. Palm frites. So... <laughs> <laughs> I told Bettina with my first million dollars that I make, I don't know if I ever going to make it, but um, I will take her, uh, would actually go to Paris yes. right, for, for a night and we'll just have some French fries. Oui, oui, bonjour. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, oui. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, <clears throat> New York City and, uh, you know, how I would see it being a, a success and benchmark. Well, I think... You know, seeing my my films um, on a big screen in New York City is a, is a huge success, um, mm-hmm. and you know, being able to live in this great city and just survive and be able being able to, to just do what you want to do, I think that's what I, I want to be. I, I want to be comfortable, com- comfortable, and uh, you know, and make films in New York City. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you've already had a big premiere. I was going to say, oh, in a New York premiere, but you've already had that with Love Bug. Yes, yes. yes. I had several film play in New York City already, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in you know, part of small festivals and, you know, um, private uh, screenings. It would be uh, it would be nice to have, uh, you know, my film in a, in other chains, you know, for as a, as a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and actually, why don't you shout out some of the other films that people can actually see online now that you've worked on? Because you've worked on some amazing films um, with an amazing, amazing team of characters from the independent film school. Yes. Uh, well, there's actually a, a film online that people could watch. It's called uh, Joro. Mm-hmm. It's spelled L-L-O-R-O. Uh, and it's uh, it means she cried. That one, you could definitely check it out. You could just, uh, you know. Go, go on Google and just type lauroshortfilm.com uh, and they'll be able to see it. Uh, other films that we have worked on are Choice Flow and Love Bug uh, and Stammer and as Stammer. well. <laughs> Throw Stammer in there now. <laughs> <laughs> that we worked on Stammer together. <laughs> yes, we have. <clears throat> That's uh, also going to be online very shortly. Uh, right now it's still, uh, you know, is being submitted to a, a lot of, uh, you know, festivals around the world um but i think uh you know this summer they'll they'll be live online for anyone to enjoy okay awesome all right well we're gonna be watching you the countdown is on it's it's go time as they say Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no but regardless you know we'll be watching and we're gonna be rooting for you and those who haven't donated there's still plenty of time to go on to seed and spark and donate um 
And so I think probably the best way to do it is to go to www.roadstoolympia.com. Yes, it's a plural. Plural. Roads, Roads. to to Olympia.com. To Olympia, because there's more than one, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so there'll be, you know, all his social media channels will be there, and you will be able to find uh, seed in, the Seed and Spark campaign, and you can donate. Um, any amount would be greatly appreciated. And the really awesome thing about Seed and Spark is you can give just a financial donation, right? Or you can actually say, hey, I want my money to go towards catering, or I, hey, I want my money to go towards public relations. You can kind of have a little bit of say-so in where you want your funds to go directly. So um, so with that, is there anything else that you want to say? I think um, let's also shout out your personal uh, Twitter, which is um, at Aramazan Nanaev, and that's R-A-M-A-N. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 at we're, Ramazan Nani. We're, we're, we're still friends. <laughs> we're still friends. <laughs> I know I can't think and spell at the same time and talk at the same time, Ramazan. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll be watching. Is there anything else that you want to say before we close out here? No, I think um, I've answered all your questions. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes you have. Thank no, you. No, I, I think, you know, for, for viewers and artists out there, um, I just want to say, you know, keep doing what you're doing and uh, never give up. Uh, I think success is uh, in- inevitable. Um as long as you you stay positive and you keep um, looking for solutions, I mean, directors that have made it, that have been, you know, that have made major films, they're still struggling. They're still trying to, to you know, they still risk and they still uh, are scared about like uh, failure, you know, and not, uh, you know, not make a film that you know won't succeed or it will succeed. So, you know, the risks are always out there and, um, you know, don't don't think that it, it's going to end. You know, one day I'm going to hit it big and that's it. I'm going to be successful, rich and happy. No, it's not going to happen. Um, you're going to be all those th- three things and you're still going to be struggling with one thing or another. So I think it's that's called life and enjoy what you have not now as well. Yes. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Ramazan. And um, thank you, everyone listening to So Mind-Boggling Journeys. Okay, bye-bye. She said we need to talk. It's no surprise at all. Drifting away, voice on the other end said she'd rather be.